radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 and Tom once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings, friend, and welcome again to the Bible Broadcast. This is Evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia, and I would like to welcome you again to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition. Let me say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries, and this is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry here in Demarest, Georgia. And I do want to again welcome you and thank you for listening. If you are a first-time listener, let me encourage you to mark the time of the day as well as the station uh, on which you are listening. And then if you'll come back next time, next week, we'll be on the air again, the Lord willing, uh, sharing the good word of God. And let me give you our website. I would love for you to visit on our website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on the website, you'll see the radio stations that I am on and how that you can listen to those. And uh, you'll see uh, a short-term itinerary usually posted out about two months of the meetings that I have coming up, and we would love to see you in any of those if you're able to come. And then you'll see the books that I have written, and you can order those uh, off the website, and uh, we would encourage you to look at those, and I think that they would be a help to you uh, as you uh, maybe look for material to help you to grow in your faith and in your walk with the Lord. And so, again, that website is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And then at the end of the broadcast, if you'll have a pen and paper ready, I'll be giving you uh, some contact information. We'll give you our mailing address as well as a phone number, and then we'll give you that website again. Now, let me say that for several weeks now, we have been looking at some Bible prophecy, and uh, today I want to continue that. And uh, last, uh, the last couple of weeks, we were looking at a world at war, and uh, today, and probably another broadcast, or possibly even more, I want us to be looking at the restoration of, of the nation of Israel and the restoration of the nation of Israel. And uh, I know that uh, to many of us as Bible students, one of the greatest miracles that we know has happened is the fact that Israel is once again a nation uh, after being uh, scattered for over 2,000 years. So what we're going to do today is I want to just look at some prophecies that are given concerning the restoration of the nation of, of Israel. Now, let's begin by talking a little bit about the Abrahamic covenant that God made with Abraham way back in Genesis chapter number 12. When you study prophecy, it is so important to consider the covenants that God made with the patriarchs during the Old Testament era. 
And he began, first of all, when he began with the formation of the nation of Israel, and that was with his call of Abraham. Now, in Genesis chapter number 12, the Bible says in verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. Now this is a an agreement or a covenant or promises that God was making to Abraham, and these were unconditional. In other words, God was going to do it. And he said, I will make of thee a great nation. And we know that to be the nation of Israel. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And there is none greater than the name Abraham. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. Now listen. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, I do believe that one of the reasons that God has blessed America is that we have been on Israel's side from the very day of their rebirth on May the 14th of 1948. He said, I'll bless them that bless thee. And so God has blessed America because we have been a blessing to this uh, new nation, uh, the nation of Israel. And he said, in thee, that is in the nation, in thee, in Abraham, in the seed, shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, I believe that in that promise, he is talking about the fact that Jesus Christ, who was a Jew, was going to come uh, from the lineage of Abraham, from the seed of Abraham, and so in thee, that is in Abraham, shall all families of the earth be blessed. And so today, my family is blessed because of the seed of Abraham, because we are saved and on our way to heaven because of our acceptance and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he was and is a descendant of Abraham. The book of Matthew begins by saying, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So in the genealogy of both Joseph and Mary, the, the genealogy is traced back through David and all the way to Abraham. So it is through the seed of Abraham that all families are blessed. But in that Abrahamic covenant, God promised not only to build a nation, but he promised them their land. In the book of Genesis chapter number 15, the Bible says in verse 18, in the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, 
the river Euphrates. Now, if you did a study on that, you will find out that the boundaries that the Lord gave concerning the land of Israel that he was promising Abraham, you will find out that the promises contained some 300,000 square miles. 300,000 square miles. But Israel has never occupied, I'm talking about even at its zenith in the days of David and Solomon, Israel has never occupied over 20,000 square miles. But the promise was for 300,000 square miles. So that means that much of these covenants that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and the descendants, much of these covenants have yet to be fulfilled in its entirety. Today, the nation of Israel only lives and occupies around, or actually a little under, 8,000 square miles. So today, the land that the, uh, so today, when you look at the map and you see the properties that God promised the nation of Israel, you'll find out that that part of Lebanon and all of Jordan and parts of Syria, parts of Iraq, and parts of Saudi Arabia all belong to the Jewish people. And so one day during that thousand-year kingdom age, Israel will occupy all the land that God promised them. So in that Abrahamic covenant, God promised to make Abraham a great man, promised to make his seed a great nation, and promised uh, them the land, a friend there in the Middle East, the land of Israel as we know of it, and much more land than that. So that's what the Bible begins talking about this Abrahamic covenant. Okay, when you get over to the book of Deuteronomy, which is uh, the last book that was written by Moses, and it was written right before the nation of Israel went into the land of Canaan, led by Joshua after the death of Moses. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, chapter number 28, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. Now listen, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So God promised in that covenant with the nation of Israel to set them on high above all nations of the earth. Okay, in the book of Deuteronomy as well, when you get over into chapter number 30, and this is considered that Palestinian covenant, you'll find that God promised to bring curses upon them because of their disobedience and unbelief, but at the same time, he promised to bring blessings upon them 
if they would only believe and obey him. So listen to part of this. The Bible says in verse 1 of Deuteronomy 30, we have the promise of a removal. And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind, now listen, among all the nations, whether the Lord thy God hath driven thee. So the Lord said he would drive them off the land because of their unbelief. And so we know that that has happened. We find that in uh, after the nation of Israel divided in the days of, of Rehoboam and Jeroboam, when the nation of Israel split after the death of Solomon, we know that the ten northern tribes formed what we know of as Israel, making Samaria their capital, and they were the northern kingdom. And the southern kingdom, made up of Judah and Benjamin and the half-tribe of Manasseh, making Jerusalem their capital. And so the nation divided. Well, in 722 B.C., the ten northern tribes were carried off into Assyrian captivity, and you'll find this in the Bible, when Assyria came against them and they were removed from the land because of their sin and their disobedience to God. And then between 605 and, and 586 B.C., over a hundred years later, we find that the southern tribes which was referred to as Judah, they were carried away into Babylonian captivity. And it again was because of their idolatry and their sin. And so here God is saying that he would remove them. But listen to this in verse 2. And shall return unto the... In other words, if they would repent and return unto the Lord thy God and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will return, now listen, and gather thee from all the nations whether the Lord thy God has scattered thee. So here is a promise of their restoration and their regathering. He said in verse number six, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed. In other words, they would have regeneration to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. And the Lord thy God will put thee, or put all these curses upon thine enemies and on them that hate thee, which persecute thee, and thou shalt return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command thee this day. So God was saying that he would remove them from the land if they disobeyed him and then he would regather them one day. And so what we have witnessed in, uh, in 1948 with the rebirth of the nation of Israel, we have witnessed Bible prophecy being fulfilled. They were gone 
for some 2,000 years. Now, let me say this. Much of the Old Testament, there are prophecies about the return of the Jewish people out of Babylonian captivity coming back to the land of Israel. And we know that Jeremiah prophesied of that, Isaiah prophesied of that, and Ezekiel was living during that time. And we know that that the book of Nehemiah and the book of uh, the book of Ezra is written uh, about that time when they returned out of Babylon, coming back to the land of Israel. So all of these prophecies about their ultimate regathering, they were not fulfilled when they returned out of Babylonian captivity because they were scattered again after that. If you jump all the way down to A.D. 70, we find that the city of Jerusalem is destroyed. This was over 600 years after the Babylonian captivity and after their return. But the city and the temple is destroyed. And then in A.D. 135, the Romans completely expelled the Jew out of the land of Israel. They ran them off. They expelled them. And again, so all the prophecies in the Old Testament that were talking about the regathering of the nation of Israel after the Babylonian captivity, these prophecies were not the ultimate regathering that I've read about here in the book of Deuteronomy because the Jew has been removed from the land in A.D. 135. And so the prophecies that I'm going to show you are prophecies that are talking about the last days or the ending days when Israel is regathered to their land and they will not be removed after that. For instance, listen to Amos chapter number 9 and verse number 15. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. So that is an Old Testament prophecy of the regathering of the Jew. The reason this is not applied to the Babylonian uh, after the Babylonian captivity to their return, the reason this is not applied to that is because this promise says, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land. But they were pulled up. They were driven off their land in A.D. 135. So a lot of these Old Testament prophecies that talk about the regathering of the nation of Israel, many of you people that are amillennial, that do not believe in the second coming, that do not believe in the millennial kingdom age and the future for Israel, y'all believe that these verses like that I'm preaching on that talk about the regathering, y'all say that that was fulfilled when the Jew came back out of the Babylonian captivity. But it's not. Hosea 9.15 is, is, is an example of that. 
when God regathers them for the last time, they will no more be plucked up off of their land. And so what we have witnessed in A.D., excuse me, in 1948, when Israel was reborn again, we are witnessing the Bible prophecies being fulfilled concerning the regathering of the nation of Israel in these last days. And I believe that they will no more be plucked up off of their land because what we are witnessing, we are witnessing the prophecies of uh, the nation of Israel, a friend, uh, as God uh, prophesied in his word that it would happen. So let's look at a few of these prophecies. And, and again, this is a really a deep subject, and, and so I can't get through with it in one or two broadcasts. I hope y'all know that. But in Isaiah, we're going to start. I want to read, in, and, there, and I'm just selecting a few. Uh, I, we, we could never get done with this study, so I'm just selecting a few of these prophecies. In Isaiah chapter number 11 and verse 11, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, plural, and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah. Now look, from the four corners of the earth. The, the regathering out of the Babylonian captivity, the Jews simply returned from Babylon. But in this prophecy, the Jew is returning from the four corners of the earth. And so this is a prophecy about the end time gathering, I believe, that we are witnessing in our day. You see, what started in, in the 20th century with the Jews going back to the land of Israel, it did not simply stop in 1948 when they became a nation, but the regathering is ongoing and it will continue to be ongoing until the second coming when it reaches its climax. Okay, let's listen to Jeremiah chapter number 16 Jeremiah uh, chapter number well I'm sorry let's go to let's just go all the way to Jeremiah chapter number uh, 23 or 32 Jeremiah 32 I'm trying to condense this in Jeremiah 32 and verse 37 behold I will gather them out of all countries whether I have driven them in mine anger and in my fury and in great wrath. And now listen, and I will bring them again unto this place and I will cause them to dwell safely and they shall be my people and I will be their God. And I'll give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and of their children after them. Now look, and I will make 
an everlasting covenant with them. So you see, God is talking about not only the regathering, but the regeneration. Right now, the nation of Israel is a secular nation. There are very few saved, we're talking about Christian Jews in the world. There are very few Orthodox Jews in comparison to the number of secular Jews. So the nation of Israel today is not a Christian nation. It is a minority Orthodox Jewish nation. It is predominantly a secular Jewish nation. But God says that when he regathers them, he's also going to bring repentance to them and he will be their God. So we have not seen, a friend, uh, the uh, Christianizing, if you please, of the nation of Israel. They have not turned to Jesus. They still do not believe that Jesus is the Christ nor the Son of God. They believe that he was a great prophet, and they are still looking for their Messiah to come. So this is prophecies of the regathering. In, in Ezekiel chapter number 37, the Bible says in verse number 21, and, I, and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. So here we're looking at the prophet Isaiah, we're looking at the prophet Jeremiah, we're looking at the prophet Ezekiel, we looked at what Moses said, and so it is not one isolated prophet, nor is it one isolated book, but it is in almost every book of the Old Testament we have these prophecies of the coming uh, or the regathering of the nation of Israel. If we go to the book of uh, to the book of Hosea, uh, well, let me read back in Amos in Amos nine in verse fourteen and fifteen. And I'll bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof, and they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. So God said he was going to pull them up, God said he was going to plant them. God said he was going to prosper them. And God said he was going to protect them. This, my dear friend, is a sovereign word. Six times God says, I, he's going to do it. It will be a successful word. God said, I will five times. It will be a sustained word. In verse 15, he said, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land. God is doing great things today in Bible prophecy, and much of it concerns the nation of Israel. And so what we're witnessing with anti-Semitism 
and seemingly the nations of the world wanting to be against the nation of Israel. All of this is fulfilling Bible prophecy and it is taking us further and deeper into these end time events. In the book of Hosea, in the book of Hosea, this is what Hosea pinned down in chapter number three and verse number four and five. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king. They've not had a king since they were carried away into Babylonian captivity. They shall abide many days without a king, without a prince, without a sacrifice. You see, they're not making of the sacrifices in the temple today and without an image and without an ephod. And an ephod is what the high priests were. So what he's saying was those temple sacrifices would come to a halt. They do not even have a temple. But listen to verse 5. Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. It's going to happen. So I'm excited to be able to share with you prophecies concerning these end times. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. You can write to us at P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can text or call 706-968-1182. You can go to my website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And until next time, keep looking up Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.